Welcome to the Fab Academy. So to start, today's review is, <coughs> excuse me, output devices. Um, there was a lovely recitation on machine building uh, for the future of Fab Labs. Um, next week's recitation, <coughs> excuse me, is an exciting development. It's the CEO and lead developers at SolidWorks on X-Design, which is SolidWorks in the cloud, which they're rolling out for the next network. Um, and I'm making a note to double check access on that. Uh, two notes with Luciana, our capable coordinator. Um, one is for registering and tickets for Fab 14. And so um, Luciana posted an issue on that. And Luciana, can you talk through it? Hi, hello. So um, as you know, we have mid-July the Fab 14 conference. Uh, for that, uh, students and instructors have a discount ticket. And graduates from Fab Academy have uh, free tickets. So we organize it in a way that until July 1st, that will be when we finally know when who is graduated or not, students um, can wait to purchase the, their tickets because there is a chance that they, they can graduate, graduate and get the free ticket. So if you are sure that you are not graduating this year because you want to take it easy, et cetera, you can uh, request your code for the discount now. But if you're in a, in a run for, for graduating, I would suggest that you wait until you know, because you will get a code for, for free entry. And uh, as per instructors, um, they also have a discount, uh, and they can start requesting those codes right away by uh, sending an email to fab14 at fabfoundation.org. Everything is there in the, in the issue, number 41. And if you have any questions, you can also contact me or Norella. I will be happy to help you. So once again, part of your tuition pays for attending uh, the meeting, uh, but it's a one-time free admission to attend and graduate. And so this is how we handle that. Okay, any questions about that? I have a question. Yep. T tickets for spouses and children you might want to bring along. How do you do that? Um, Luciana, tickets for accompanying people. Uh, we don't have discounts for 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 people accompanying. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe could you take this as a follow up? Which is, I'm guessing spouses and children might not want to go to every part of the meeting, but go to things like, you know, the special meals and events and things. Um, Probably. Is that right? I know for a fact that uh, the Fab Festival during the weekend is free, it's open to everyone, and it's more it's, it's fun and interesting for the whole family. And events, side events, I don't know how's the entrance. But again, Paul, do you want to register them for everything or just some of the like cool meals and things and outings? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure my wife would just like to visit uh, Toulouse. But my 14-year-old is very much a budding uh, maker. She's a you know, high school student, and I'm sure she'd like to participate. 
Yeah, so here, Luciana, let's let's not try to settle this right now. It's a good question. Can you take back registering, um, if you're going to graduate, registering accompanying people, how we want to handle that? Okay, I follow up that with the with the FAF 14. Yeah, okay, good. And a question to clarify, if I may. Yeah. Uh, so I have people coming who just want to see the graduation. They want to be there for the graduation ceremony. How's that handled? Uh, no, no fee needed just to come to the graduation, um, but we might need to track who they are. Um, so that's a good other question. So yeah, so Luciana, I think there'll be multiple, there's just want to come to graduation, there's want to go to like banquet, cool event, you know, banquets and want to come to everything. We might need a few different scales of accompanying people. Is it, is it okay if we follow up in the issue? So once I answer, everybody knows the, the can we follow, yeah, follow this on, on issue? Talk, talk to the Fab 14 team, um, use the issue tracker, and if we need to discuss, we can do it in class yeah. next week. Yep. Okay. Is there another we'll question, comment? Um, let me underscore, we're gonna do a recitation on these. The Fab X's are my favorite annual event um, it's the most diverse gathering I know, but it's also all the same person in all these different packages. It's really just an amazing um, time together. Okay, then the other note with Luciana is, um, in fact, yeah, can you post an issue with the link? Well, you don't even need an issue. Um, uh, one of the to-dos from FAB 13 was a FAB Academy annual report, which we weren't doing before. And so Luciana has coordinated a great effort. And so if you go to the Fab Academy site, there's a link now to the annual report, there's a summary, and then this is a very detailed breakdown on what is Fab Academy, how does it run, who graduated, what came out, um, money flows, mechanics, internals. Um, a really nice report on last year, that was the, first time and then we'll be updating that for this year. And so thanks, uh, Luciana and who else worked on this? Luciana? I lost that bit. Uh, uh, who else worked on this? Bit. Chiara and me. Okay, so uh, Chiara and Luciana, great job putting together this really nice report that Thank I think would be really valuable for everybody to explain what this is. Nicely curated. Thank you. Okay, and so with that, um, we're off. And last week, just at the end, um, we had Amsterdam talking about ice. So who should I go to in Amsterdam? Yeah, hi. Hank. Hi, I'm uh, Hank. First one on the list. Okay, Hank. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh, our class. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't we, since you're here, why don't we do everything with you? So let, let's first meet you. Um, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm Hank. I'm 52. Uh, working for 80 years at the Bar Society. Okay. So this is the place where the 
the uh, club is for almost 10 years and it's a it's a beautiful lovely building and so it's an yeah. old uh, and very old building in the center of the city uh, okay. uh, my main role here in the Waag is uh, that I'm the network and system administrator ah okay and I help a lot with uh, yeah, on other fun projects. So one of the projects I did is uh, pop school that I went for the last four years. That was with uh, uh, kids from primary school, so, uh, mainly between eight and twelve. To uh, yeah, to mainly to to experiment with them what I uh, uh, can learn from. Uh, from, from uh, making. Great. Um, um, that you're doing this. Um, so then, um, what's your final project plan? Yeah, my final project plan is that I want to measure the thickness of ice. Okay. And uh, uh, there are many possible reasons why do you want to do that? Uh, I live in a small village near Amsterdam, and uh, it's one of the, the main uh, places where people go when there's ice, natural ice. And uh, uh, in this little cute village, I'm the ice master. <laughs> okay. so I have to measure the thickness of ice and uh, give the uh, Tour skating, what do you call it? Ice skating. Ice skating, so yep. the tour, uh, if it can go on. So the ice has to be at least 15 centimeters uh, thick. Because so in only a few hours, a couple of thousand people will pass uh, the, the tour. Um. So let's see, speed of sound in ice. Let's see, this is inches. Oh, yeah, this is fine. Inches per microsecond. Yeah. So like 10 inches is a few microseconds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'll come back. I have a couple of suggestions on that. Um, so what did you so what did you do for input devices? Uh, ultrasonic, uh, ultrasonic sound. I used the uh, uh, the little device, so there it is. Yeah. Uh, I made a I made a board for it, and. Okay. But yeah, I don't recommend that. Did Did you get any useful results? Yeah, three and a half centimeters. <laughs> till three and a half centimeter, till three and a half centimeters, it went fine. And then yeah. it stopped. Yeah, no, that that's um that's gonna to be too dissipative in the ice. So um uh what I'd recommend so first of all, so you, you it's gonna be a few microseconds for the for the transient event. Um uh there's a standard testing tool which is called 
you can make this for a few dollars, but it's an impulse hammer. And so it's a hammer with a piezo. Okay, um, we, for, for both input and output devices, um, I had mentioned uh, like these little piezo discs you can get. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you put one in a hammer, um, but it has to be not flat, it has to be um, bowed so when you impact, you flex it. And then when you hit it, you generate a physical impulse and you generate an electrical signal at the same time. And so that launches a, a, a transient shock that'll propagate. And then what you want is you use another one as a pickup. So you have another one that's a probe. And um, when, so you have the ice, um, you have one piezo as a transducer, and then you have the impulse hammer. And so when you hit it, um, it makes a transient that propagates, and this will see it, but then it bounces off of here, and then you get an electrical signal here. And so then if you look at the time response, um, you'll see the first signal from here, but then you'll see a second signal from when it reflects off the backside. And so that's a standard way that you do this. Okay, nice. Now, um, this is gonna be on the order of microseconds. And so there's a few ways you can measure that. Um, for the little tiny microcontrollers, that's too fast. Um, but um, uh, you can set a threshold. So the A to D you can fire after a delay is one way to do it. Um, one way to do it is to use the comparator. Um, but what you might want to do is just move up to a faster processor. So the X megas have much faster A to Ds. The X megas have megabit A to Ds. And so you might want to just move up to a, a processor that's fast enough to let you actually digitize at that rate. Yeah. Okay, but read about um, impact hammers. It's a standard, um, if we go back to here, um, uh, this is a standard thing for structural measurement where you um, uh, a, a, um, hit something and then you measure the response as sound propagates through it. And so that, that's what comes to mind. Nice, I will uh, look into that. Okay. Um, so what did you do for output devices? Uh, yeah, that's the whole story. I try to connect the OLED uh, screen to uh, Tiny 84. So I'm catching up. So you're using KiCad? Yeah. Are, are, are you getting along with it? Yeah, but it's um, it's a very so the curve, the learning curve is uh, pretty rough. So especially because all people use around it are using uh, Eagle. Okay. So I have to do it on my own. Okay. But um, it's so I'm getting friends with Kikat. Okay. So I made this board. 
uh, with the ultrasonic sensor on the sides, uh, and the other side, the FTDI, and on top the, the header pins for the uh, OLED screen. Um, I so I, I took some time to learn uh, routing the, the the board by hand. So as a note on that, auto routing doesn't work well, surprisingly, on boards like this. It's a hard math, it's a non-trivial math problem. Generally, auto routing, you need it on giant boards. Um, on boards of this size, you can just learn to get good at routing. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I had to learn was uh, how to uh, work with this uh, zero ohm uh, resistors. And it was a thing, so I didn't understand how how it, so I understood how it worked, but not how I can uh, uh, use it in a keycard. Sure, I understand. Um, also, um, another thing you can do, and Jonathan Ward used these, for example, in, um, um, which was Jonathan's. Um, uh, we have rivets that you can, yeah, so uh, Jonathan's board needed lots of crossovers. So one of the things in the Fab Lab inventory are these cute little rivets that you can pop in. And if you have a lot of these, you can use that. That's a neat way to stitch between two sides of the board. Yeah. Um, okay. Then, um, yeah, next week is networking, and I'll talk a lot about I2C and SPI then. Yeah, then, uh, so it turned out my OLED board was an old board. Okay. So it was not uh, I, Percy? No, it was but it not was, SPI. Uh, it was SPI. No, it was not, yeah. It was SPI. Okay. So it came out very, so I really loved the board. I was pretty proud of what I did. But then after after I burned the bootloader, nothing worked. Okay. And it took me a day to figure out what it was. But I made an awful mistake in the in the the, the schematics. And so I connected the resonator to the wrong ports. So I either I had to do it all all over again. Uh, okay. For uh, Plan B, and then I decided to go for Plan B. And it was uh, that uh, also the, the in the meantime I was busy with uh, with the ice measuring, and that also didn't work well. So am I suggested to uh, continue with uh, the step response input? Yeah. Well, let's see. I'd say next week is networking. And so for the networking week, getting the SPI communication would be a good task. Um, I'm, I'm going to cover lots of protocols, but getting SPI or I2C working is a good task for next, next week. And again, um, these are rapidly coming down in cost. So if you look at um, OLED module, um, these used to be expensive and hard to source. Um, but now they're really getting commoditized. So these are you know, typically $10 or so. Um, yeah, you see at the, at the top, you have the SPI and the I2C. 
Yeah. Next to each other. Yeah. I had the so, old one. Okay. So I'll go over. I mean, they're both easy to do. I'll go over them next week. But I'd say for next week, getting communication to the display working is a good uh, communication task. Um, and this will be really useful for the project. Um, uh, but yeah, for the final project, I would read about impulse testing. Um, uh, let's see, there's a nice, a fun example of that. A colleague at MIT, Joe Paradiso Pap Spencer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is a colleague at MIT. He made a project that's sort of related to yours, where what he wanted to do was he made a display where you tap a window and it measures where you tap it. And he's doing, so here there's no impulse hammer, he's just tapping it. But what he has is he has multiple pickups and they measure the speed of sound through the window. And then it tells where you tap the glass. And so it's, it's an example very closely related. Um, yeah, and then once again, um, if we go to the X Mega, um, uh, let me see if I can quickly find um, the selection guide. Um, yeah, if you if you go through the selection guide. Um, Let me just take a minute to see if I can quickly find this to, to show, show you the um, A to D speed. Um, no, yeah, I won't take the time now, but if you go through the selection guide, you'll see um, they go up to a mega sample per second A to D is uh, for that. Okay, good. Thank you, Hank. Um, and then last week we also had um, Ulysses at TechSup. TechSup. No TechSup. We will um, go on. Um, Christian Compline Fort. I knew. Huh? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, tell me about yourself. Um, my name is Christian. Uh, I'm from Camp Lefort, Fablab Camp Lefort. Um, I'm a student, almost graduating. I'm excited to be part of Fablab. So, and I just arrived, just on time. So, I'm here with you in the same moment. Um, okay. Well, you can take a look at my uh, documentation so far. Um, honestly, I have nothing um, yet on the um, on the uh, final project because uh, it. I really took a lot of time into designing and thinking of the concept of what I actually want to produce. Okay. Um, Sorry, but let me just I'll switch up to you. Yes. I'm just looking 
I want to see what you did on input devices. The input device, it, it was um, basically a pad that uh, takes the capacitive, uh, uh, so it, it acts as a, as a, as a, um, a capacitive sensor. So you, okay. you basically touch, whenever you touch, it, uh, the LED blinks. Okay. Uh, that was Good. my idea. Yeah. Yep. I initially okay, tested so with a, a small pay, a piece of uh, copper tape and it worked, so I produced a board for that. Yeah, so what I was going to note was that's great, and what you can do is if you just make the little board here, um, you can also vinyl cut the pads. And so if you make a little board, you can then connect out from it, and then you can vinyl cut the pads to make it easier to make them bigger or any size or shape. Um, but the, yeah, the point of this is you can make all kinds of controllers that way once you have that working. Um, what did you do for output devices? Well, honestly, for output devices, I have nothing so far because uh, I took this week um, more into uh, taking my, you know, the vision for the projects, uh, trying to make my the vision for the project. And actually, here I wanted to consult with you, Neil. Uh, maybe you can give me some pinpoints, ideas. Um, you probably know about the project uh, called Automotiles uh, from MIT. Um, maybe you've heard it's it's. Uh, hello. Sorry, um, I'm getting dropouts on my side. Hold on for a minute. Um, I had a dropout on my side. Uh, I'm back now. Um, so uh, I, I dropped out when you said. Um, uh, Sorry. Yes. Um, I wanted to to ask you. Um, maybe you know about the project called Automotiles. It's a. Uh, it's made by one of the. Uh, Master graduate of MIT. Um, right. Basically, so the concept. The, yeah, that's so the project I was really inspired explain. about. Yes, please. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's much closer to home. Um, oh, uh, it, it, um, that's a fab class project from MIT. Um, so the let me sorry, what is um, the person behind it? Let me remember. Is his name um, is John? I think. Um, Oh, what is John? Sorry. Not sure his last name. Bob John Bobro. It's right. It's right, right yeah. in the Johnson Bobro. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So if uh, uh, that project he did had to make at MIT, and then this project grew out of the how to make MIT class, and um, he, he enjoyed uh, tightly integrating um, functions. So. Um, he had made these the smart dice in his final project, um, but he, he got really excited also by molding and casting with electronics, and so started molding these tiles. Um, it, he continued sort of doing Fab Academy after Fab Academy. Um, so yeah, it's a lovely project, very very close to home for this class. Uh, this project, uh, I got really excited about it. I really liked it. Uh, however, I tried to find a different application for it and, and somehow extend it in a, in a sense or another. And, and so sorry, uh, here's where... Let me just explain to everybody. <clears throat> sure, so each sure, of sure. these is a little processor and a little display, but they do logic. And so as you snap them together, they're passing messages locally, not globally. And then there's all kinds of things you can do um, where you, you, you merge them around and they do programs and they interact. So they're lo locally communicating um, display tile processors. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, yeah, here is um, 
So I stumbled upon the wall of having this, um, trying to find an application or maybe somehow extend this project in a, in a different direction. Because I really like the idea of having, um, you know, uh, aut so, uh, autonomous parts that together interact. Uh, having this kind of um, uh, effect called uh, uh, emergency, so it's, 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 it can be found in the nature as well, where, where birds kind of fly together and they form different shapes by guiding themselves through simple uh, rules. So I really like this idea, and, and I wanted to use that in electronics. This idea was uh, kind of taken, or not taken, I mean, it was realized by Jonathan, but I really liked it, and I'm thinking, what could I do better, what could I, could I extend, or what could I do, you know, uh, okay. That's more of a research kind of question, but, uh, you know, I'm trying yeah, to make so, it simple. Mm -hmm. um, a couple suggestions. First of all, um, don't skip weeks. You still need to do output devices. And so it's really important you keep up with the pace we're going. Um, you'll, you'll need to come back and, and check off the output device week. Um, but here, here's one suggestion. Um, if you search for life in life, um, this is one of my favorite videos. So. Um, you know the game of life? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, of course, of course. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is, life is computationally universal. You can compute anything in life. And so this is this, so you're looking at life, okay? But it's going to zoom out. But what's it doing? So it's, it's just running life as you know it, but it's going to keep zooming. And uh, this is worth a minute. Okay, so now you see there's structure. It's a, it's the game of life. And so it's actually an implementation of life in life. It's actually compute. It's life computing life. Those are pixels, and those are wires. And then it's life actually running a program to simulate life. And so it's a recursion of life in life. Some inception effect right there. Yeah. And so, you know, there's something related to this where you could make like a CA tile, and then, but, CA tiles that tile, and so like you know a, you know a physical a, a scalable modular CA simulator, so, you know some something like a physical embodiment of this could be really interesting. Um, you know, th there's a variant if you go to CBA. A student years ago did a thesis with me on a, a, a paintable computer. This was a computer that that you could just paint. And um, uh, you have lots of little display pixels, and they communicate locally to make a global display. So, so something like that, sort of a statistical programmable display um, could be an interesting direction. So that implies having one else you know lcd screen or, or, or how do you how do you oh, see no, that no, lots, lots of little the point is lots of little display elements you have little tiles that each have a, a small array of display elements and they only talk locally but as you assemble them they display globally so you know so the idea would be you can talk so you have a display element that has some array of could be just leds you know like a charlie plex led array 
Um, but as you assemble them, it becomes a global display, but you can talk anywhere. You can talk to any one of them and you can send information to all of them. So like, isn't that similar to the um, commercial product Siftables? Um, maybe you've heard of that. It's like small LCD screens, um, um, really oriented towards you know learning for kids, where you connect them and they basically they can either build sentences or. Um, yeah, no, it's it's very much in the spirit of that. Um, uh, yeah, and in fact, th this is done by um, uh, colleagues at MIT. Yeah, very much in the spirit of that, but but you know, an open scalable version of that. But again, the distinction would be it's it's a display-like device, but there's no central control that you can talk anywhere into it, but send information everywhere. I'm really against uh, using a display itself or like a LED um, more towards going. Um, having some simple interaction, either light, you know, a kinesthetic like vibration and so on. Uh -huh. um, I'm really biased on not using uh, LCD screens in in general. Um, sure. Maybe that's just my. Hmm? No, that's your your biases are welcome. Just you know, a straightforward thing to do though would just be to have lots of little LEDs. Um, you know, LEDs are pennies each, uh, um, and uh, with the Charlie plexing trick. You know, one processor can easily drive a little patch of them, and then you could make a scalable system around that. Yeah, that's some some interesting ideas. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Good. Let's go on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Kusei from Irbid. Hi, Neil. Hi. Oh, um, you get a prize for rapid response. Good. <laughs> cool. Uh, tell me about yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Kustai. I uh, work uh, here in FabLab Urbid as a 3D printing expert. Okay. Actually, I'm start here with the beginning of the FabLab. So we built here the FabLab as a first FabLab in Jordan. Great. So actually my background is business administration, but I'm so familiar with the technology, so I start. And are you working on prosthetics? Oh yeah, I uh, have one of my good uh, project. We work now with the Doctor Without Border with MSF. So let me add you. We're doing a recitation on assistive technologies and disabilities. So uh, I'm just making a note to add you to that. Um, good. Um, what do you want to do for your final project? Actually, I will do the further recycling. For uh, PLA. Okay. Um, uh, oh, sorry. That that this is my dog asking to come in. Yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Benita Bonita wants to come to class. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. So there's a few projects. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh, what, what, yeah, let's see, the, um, you've probably seen there's a few different DIY filament extruder projects. Um, and so it, it's fine to do one, but you want to understand 
how does yours relate to the other DIY filament extruders? So it's a, that's a question. Um, given that there are multiple DIY ones, what do you want to do? How does yours improve them, extend them? What's different about yours? Actually, uh, I, I do research. I, so maybe I will use it for also, we have, we have a lot of material like TPU also, maybe I will make it for TPU material, not only PLA and ABS, so TPU to recycling is not that easy because it's like flexible material. So okay. maybe that I will add it on. Yeah, so just do background reading. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine to do a project somebody else has done in your final project, but you want to understand, so you want to stand on the shoulders of giants, not stand on their toes. You don't want to just redo what somebody's done. You want to extend it in some way. So do some background reading on uh, PLA extruders to understand how, how you're improving or extending it. Okay. okay. Um, so then what did you do for output devices? Actually, I do some uh, troubleshooting with DC motor for the lead screw. I will use it in the final project. Good. Good. Okay. So again, just explaining to everybody, this is a classic gearhead metal that, um, that reduces down for torque at low RPM. Yeah, actually, as you can see in the video, in the down, it's uh, I need the high torque. Some of the uh, project I saw it, they use the motor for the window for the car windows, so maybe have a good torque. Okay, and you have it working? Yeah. Good. It's always exciting when you get a motor to move. Okay. And then the, uh, one other note is, um, you know, I, I see you using this board, but you don't really need this board. Um, you should have in the inventory motor controllers. It's, um, you can make your own motor, uh, just H-bridge board. I'm planning to do it. Okay. And in fact, sorry, you don't need an H bridge because you're only going to turn in one direction. And so this is much easier. You just need a big N MOSFET. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, this is a crucial distinction. Um, uh, if you want a motor that can turn in both directions, you need current to go in both directions. And so that then needs the, you need to put it in the H bridge. But your screw only goes in one direction. And um, so if you take your motor coil, you only need to pull current in one direction because it's only going to turn in one direction. And so you, you can just use an N MOSFET on the ground side to pull current through it. And so you don't need a motor controller. You just need a power transistor to pull current through the motor. It's much easier. <clears throat> Okay. Okay. But uh, the point is, maybe I will use like uh, another direction because sometimes that the material. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Then, then if if you want to be able to, sure, I could see that. If you want to be able to run it back, that, then you need the H bridge. Um, but um, once again, in class, I had covered a number of uh, uh, H bridge chips, 
and it's re uh, it's really easy to make your own for that. Okay. I will. I will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Salomon from Alto. I know we saw Alto earlier. We'll leave this up while we wait for Alto. Um, Abdullah from UAE. Hi, Neil. It's uh -huh. Wendy. Yeah. Um, Abdullah isn't here today, um, but I'll make sure he's here next week. Okay. Um, um, I'll make a note for next week to go to Abdullah. Okay, we're still waiting for Alto. Carolina from Barcelona. Barcelona. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, she didn't come today. Oh, so. no. Okay. Okay, we'll do Barcelona next week. Oh. Um, Alto, Solomon. Um, Kartpur. Uh, Sarish Khan, Sarish from Airport. I'm here. Uh, okay, good. Oh. Okay, good. Yes, I'm just catching up to you. Okay, tell me about yourself. Yeah, I am Sarish from FabLab Khairpur, and uh, uh, FabLab Khairpur is the first FabLab of Pakistan. And yeah. uh, it is operated by Sakar IB University. Okay. I have done bachelor's in electrical engineering from Sakar IB University. And uh, we are the first batch of FabLab Khairpur. And uh, this uh, FabLab Khairpur uh, is located in Khairpur at the Institute of uh, Emerging Technologies in Khairpur. And uh, that's operated by Sakar IB. Great. And, um... What do you want to do for your final project? Yeah, I had discussed with you earlier also, if you remember, uh, that oh, the Azure Display project. So if you go on that project proposal uh, link on my page. Um, Lixi. Yeah, that's the Lixi tube. Actually, I uh, Googled 
various projects then i was inspired by that lexi display because uh, in our uh, during our degree course also we did some projects and i was really inspired by the display so uh, that's actually so, uh, sold commercially by connor nishijuma and uh, i found nearly everything all the files from gitlab so this is the project i want to make and uh, i have uh, i have started working on this project and made the lexi rgb led uh, display so, sorry, let me catch up so lexi is a great idea um uh, again the same question as before how how do you want to extend it what do you want to do different or new given that that already exists yes. Yes, I had some uh, ideas in my mind that what changes do I uh, need to make. So I was thinking, can I do it some way? Like in this HDR display, what problem is actually that uh, the consecutive LEDs are stacked together. So the number you want to lit that particular LED gets lit lit up. So uh, can I make it some arrangement that some seven segment sort of display so that uh, uh, along with the numeric display, I can also uh, include the alpha keys also like some alphabetic display also oh that's At a great idea time. i think you can stop right there so a seven segment lixi rather than separate numbers that you can address in multiple ways that's a great idea that's a good project actually i'm looking for it but that sounds so uh, tricky also because uh, uh, because uh, you know, lighting up a particular segmented display is a bit different than lighting up the whole acrylic, particular acrylic. So can you give me some suggestion? How can I do that? With the segmented display that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking the, um, let's see, I mean, the obvious way to do it would be, so, in the Lixi idea, you stack these. So the obvious way to do it would be each segment would be on a different layer. Um, uh, but I'm, one, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a neater way to do that. Um, Yeah, let's see. The what you might be able to do is I'm try I don't know if this would work. If you had each segment um on one layer where you lit each from the side, um what you're doing if we look at side view is you're edge lighting it and the light is bouncing internally. And then when there's a when you modify the surface, it leaks out. So what you need to do is you need internal barriers. So yes, and and then you need to mask it because you get a you get a little beam of light there. But what you might be able to do it would be um, let's see, you would have one segment that had the the perturbation and the edge lighting. And then you would need to have like a, you know, a black mat barrier. And so this is a segment, you have a little tile. Actually, I think this would work. So you edge like this, you edge like this, light comes out here, light comes out here, and then it would leak at the edge. But as long as those are broken, it wouldn't go between them. 
And then you could have an opaque barrier that masks that. What kind of material can I use for this insulation? Because uh, currently in this slit display, we are using black acrylic sheet also. If I, if you just take on the internal structure of Lexi, so there is PCB and up, up, uh, on the top of it, you have the black acrylic and on then you are fixing, uh, staking each of the acrylic. Right. So there's already and, an insulation. Yeah, th this just needs to be opaque. So again, what I'm describing is you have a separate acrylic tile for each segment. Um, but then you break them, th th they're not connected. And then this barrier here is just optical. So that can be like, you know, duct tape. That can just be a matte, you know, uh, there's drafting tape that's a matte black material just, just to optically mask it. Um, you know, there's um, drafting yeah, you tape. Might be able to just, you might be able to just cut um, basically edges into the acrylic and then cover the sides with a black uh, Sharpie or something. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, a, a seven segment Lixi, I think is a lovely project idea. And another thing that was in my mind that I wanted to add, uh, I mean, distinction of several colors, like when it's sunny outside, so you get, uh, so you get uh, orange color from your Lixi and uh, when it's the different kind of weather, so you uh, indicate it through that color. I understand. If you can do that, it's fine. But remember, spiral development and do one project at a time. If you can get the display working, that's great. You know, it's extra credit if you can do the color. Um, you don't have anything for output devices. What happened this week? Yeah, I was not feeling well, so I was okay. home and I missed the last week also. I couldn't attend the lecture also, but I will okay. be completing it. So um, if you miss a week, um, you can use the final project to catch up, but to say it carefully, you need to document this week's assignment, but you can show how the final project shows the work from this week. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to show you the soldering I have done on that uh, RGB LEDs because I am okay. in process of doing my work. Uh, sorry, I think I haven't brought it now. Okay, so, that's fine. Uh, regard, maybe. Okay, so you'll need to but catch up. But it... This is the. I don't know. I don't know if it's clear. So oh, this okay, is yeah. the this that's yep. ready. So and I have cut the acrylics also. So now I wanted to just add these together and then give it some input to check if it's working fine or not. Okay. So but... this this is the trial. And yeah, I have but, just, uh, sorry, let me say something. Um, uh, uh, again, in spiral development, I see a board with many RGB LEDs. Um, I wouldn't first just do one segment and one LED. You, you need to do a little step, then a bigger step, then a bigger step. I, I wouldn't go right to that many LEDs. I would first just start with one. So I need to do uh, it bit by bit. Yeah, um, don't spend a lot of time making a big board. Make sure you can drive one LED with one segment. Get that right and then start expanding beyond that. I got it. Okay, but yeah, I mean, uh, so it's a neat idea. If you can really do this edge lit, um, 
you could turn it into a character generator and eventually you could turn that into a text display. You know, it'd be really interesting to see if this could become a, you know, a, a fab labable text display technology. Yes, but I'm also focusing that if I cannot do this, I mean, up to that level, then I will be uh, sticking with that thing, that numeric display, oh, and uh, just adding that application of uh, weather displays, uh, yeah, different sorry. color for different colors. Yeah, no, that's fine for your final project. I'm, I'm looking a little further about how this could be developed. Okay, good. That's a very interesting approach. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, going on. Karpur, um, uh, uh, please mute. Sarah? Um, uh, Charlotte? Sarah? So we're missing quite a few. Abdullah, UAE, Carolina, Barcelona, Ulysses, Texup, and Sarah, Charlotte, Latin. Um, Trivandrum, Abbey. Hi, Neil. Hi. Are you Abby? Okay, tell me yeah, about AB. yourself. Yeah, I'm a mechanical engineering pass out. Of, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I. Okay. I'm a. Yeah, you could yeah. read it. I want an entrepreneur myself someday. Good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, this is great. Look what he's doing. Uh, you have your own dashboard of your progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. And then, what do you want to do for a final project? Actually, uh, I had a low, uh, I had a few ideas for my final project, uh, and this is the last one. Actually, I was planning for a recycling bin, and then I changed to a, a, a robot car. It's like a, uh, it's like a car. Which could, which which, which has uh, the IR sensor and uh, ultrasonic sensor, so it could go in the disaster places. Like if a fire broke out in a, a building, then this car could go and dictate if there is a motion or the people there. So it could. Uh, it is a, a disaster time, a robot car. Yeah, but so. Um, first of all you're well behind because you should have a page tracking your progress on this. At this point, you should have much more detail. Yeah, I've not yet started uh, doing my, uh, doing the steps for my final project. Okay. I was so, busy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you need to be, you need much more detail at this point. Um, but the other thing is, this is too many projects in one, in that one part is how do you locomote over rough terrain? One is how do you communicate over a long range to it? One is how does it find people trapped? And so there's really about five projects in this project. And so you should tighten the focus a bit. Do you wanna focus on 
finding people on locomotion, on communication. What part do you want to focus on in the class? Uh, uh, it's just not altering, it's, it's uh, just focusing on people and finding the motion. Okay, because the reason I'm saying that is um, just a probe to help detect trapped people that listens for sound and measures vibration. It doesn't even need to be a robot, meaning making a sensor package that is very sensitive to listen to sounds and measures sensitive vibrations. Already, that's a lot to do for a project. Um, so you need to tighten the focus on what you want to accomplish, okay? Um, so what did you do for output devices? It's LCD and a servo motor. Okay. Both planning to combine both, but I'm still making the program. Uh, but I've done it uh, separately for LCD. Uh, there was uh, there was certain problem with my board, so I put the jumbos on and sold it. Uh, you could see uh, I missed the. The pins I uh, put, yeah. uh, I did it with jumbos. That's yeah. really important. I just want to stress that that um, you know, professionally products ship like that. You know, you, you, often you'll make little mistakes, and it's just fine to you know, cut wires, add jumpers. You don't need to start all over again. Um, that that's normal, and that's fine. Um, um, I've done the LCD. You got it talking. Yeah, it's always very exciting the first time you see the text on the screen. Then I've done the so. Okay. Good. That yeah, sounds fine. Good. So the weekly progress is fine, but you need to be further on the final project and you need to tighten your focus. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Matt from AT3 Flow. It's from the tech soup with Rinso. Um, Hi, good morning. Tech soup. Uh, this is Rinso from tech soup, right? Okay, okay this is your, okay. Good. So I'll take you off the missing list. Okay, go ahead. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Hi, Neil. Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, yes, my name is Renzo Chirinos. Uh, I am an electronics engineer from, from I am from Arequipa, from Peru. Okay. And in this time, my project is about uh, to build a vehicle, an autonomous vehicle, in order to pick up the metal caps of the soccer fields. Normally here, there are some fields, some soccer fields that they used to share the, that area to another uh, events. But the problem is that uh, they left the metal caps on the field. So after that, when the boys go and play soccer, they sometimes they get a heart on their skin. Oh, okay. That's that's why my project is oriented for, and because also my kids used to play there. Okay. Um, so I would, 
again, like many comments, that's really three projects. One is the sensor to find them. Okay. One is the robot to go around the field. And one is the thing to pick them up. Uh, yes. What I would suggest is split those into pieces because you may not finish all three. So um, the first thing to do is make a sensor to detect them. Uh, yes, yes, the, 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 it should have a sensor for that. Right, but uh, uh, this is gonna be hard. It's a lot of work. Then you need to make the robot, then you need to pick it up. And so what I'm suggesting is break that project into pieces because you may not be able to finish all of them in the class. Um, ah, okay. Perfect. So the distinction is rather rather than fa almost doing all three, you need to finish something. So you know, first get the sensor working, then hopefully get it moving, and then hopefully getting it pick, picked up. But again, I keep stressing the idea of spiral development. Completely finish part of the project and then add features to it as you progress. Okay. Okay. And, you, you need to be much further along. You need to have a detailed page showing your progress. Now, um, what did you do for output devices? It looks like your page is far behind. Uh, yes, actually, my, my web page is not updated. I just did my these designs. It, okay. I, I had the same problems as the other colleague. I make yeah. a, uh, there is a wire on it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but what did you yeah. make? Ah, where I'm, uh, I make for um, bipolar um, motor. Yeah, but that, that, looks like, that looks like my board. What, did you design anything? No, no, I, I didn't design uh, anything extra. I will just use uh, these boards to, to control the stepper motor. No. Okay, but, but you, you, it's not enough to make my board. You need to design something. So, uh, yes, I, I, I will connect to a, another another board, and this is the DC. Okay, but again, the, the yeah, um, the assignment for this week is to um, um, add an output device to a board you've designed. So I, I I don't want you to just show me you can make my board. You you need okay. you, you need my boards are examples. Okay. But it's not enough to just show me you can make my board. You need to add an output device to a microcontroller board that you've designed. Oh, okay. I, I, I got the idea. Okay. The whole point is the universe is much bigger than my examples. You need to show that you can start from my example, but use that as the basis for your design. Oh, but you need okay. to show me your board, not my board. Okay, for sure. I, I will uh, fix those. Okay. And again, you need a page tracking your progress on the final project. You're, you're, you're far behind now. You, at this point, you should have a very detailed des design, and you should be using each week assignment to progress on it. Okay. okay. I, I got it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Um, Uh, oh, Rain from Rwanda.
Uh, is Queen there? I'm glad to hear she's doing this. Um, I'll send an issue with these missing people this week. Uh, back to Barcelona, Daniel. Yes, it's kind of yeah. so Hello, Neil. You're an economist cook event producer? He kind of, yes. Okay. Yeah, so tell me about yourself. Um, well, I started, I enrolled Fab Academy last year, but because of some issues, I couldn't follow through. And this year, I'm starting again and okay. battling every, every week to kind of grasp uh, what we're doing. I'm a bit behind on everything. You'll see my documentation is not quite up to date, not to say that I haven't been able to do like the last couple of weeks. Okay. So. And let me stress for everybody, each week, don't wait to document when you're done. Document as you work. It's fine to explain, here's what I did, here's where I failed, here's where I'm stuck. You know, build your documentation as you work rather than waiting when you're done. Um, what do you want to do for the final project? Well, it's not up here yet, but um, as a final project, I intend to do a interactive installation in which uh, yeah, there's different kind of inputs, and then through a process of sonification, there's a song made out of it. Okay. So same comment I've told many people. At this stage in the class, you should have a very detailed page um, uh, to remind everybody you know, we're up to here, and so there's only not that many weeks left until you're going to present the project. So mm -hmm. at this point, um, it's all about triage, about reducing things now. You need to have a detailed plan for what you're going to do, and you need to use these final weeks to finish the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I see. So you're way behind. Um, so what have you done but not documented for the missing weeks? So I've done I've, until input and output devices. The rest I have done. But yeah, I'm behind because of work and other projects. And... Okay. Um, uh, this isn't your life's work. Each week is a bounded assignment. Um, you know, so be mercenary and you can finish in the cycle. Just you know, get some output, get some input, make some sound, and that'll be plenty. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're not evaluating you on accomplishing all of your life goals. We just want to see basics for each of these skills. So I'd say, you know, aim a little lower so you can finish them. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Yeah, and almost anything that responds to an input and makes a sound output is fine. With the one note, be an interesting physical embodiment. You need to do a good together. Can can you repeat that last part? Sorry, yeah, I didn't um, get you. Uh, it's not enough to have like a, a sound input and a sound a sensor input and a sound output and toss them in a box. You need to really design a three dimensional structure that integrates how they fit together, you know, and, and looks mm -hmm. beautiful. That, you know, one of the problems in final projects is running out of time and you throw everything in a box. You need, you need early to start thinking about the, the physical embodiment. Okay, will do. Okay.
Good. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> a few more random, then we'll we'll just open up to anyone. Um, oh, back to text up, Carlos. Text up. Yes. Yes, Neil. Here, Carlos. <coughs> so tell me about yourself, Carlos. Yes. Uh, so I am mechanical engineer. Uh, I. Teacher too here in TechSoup. Uh, I like the design and uh, principally uh, of mechanical things. Yeah. Okay, good. Sounds like an interesting background. Um, and then, what do you want to do for a final project? Uh, yeah, uh, the break is a uh, race to uh, correct the posture uh, uh, controlled by, by microcontrollers. Yeah, and there okay. is a page with uh, some sketch additionals. <clears throat> um, where should I go for the page? Uh, it is uh, in, in this link project. And I just... Ah, okay. The green, green button, yes, right. Yes, my, my idea is control and uh, uh, three levels uh, a brace with um, servos to try to fix the posture of a patient with principally scoliosis. Uh, I have this condition actually, and I'm trying to make a um, um, a project to help in this. Um, so a couple in this. Um, uh, I would first separate again the same message for many people. One part of the project is sensing the posture, and then another is actuating. And that that that's really two different projects. In that there's already a big project just to sense the position and give feedback, and then there's another to change the posture. And so I would focus on one versus the other to start. Do you want to focus on the sensing or on the actuation? Uh, OK, at this moment, I am uh, focused in the position. OK, but I'm just noting, but again, there's two parts. One is measuring it, and one is changing it. And those are really two distinct systems. One is a sensor you can wear that tells you how is your posture, and one is actuation that changes your posture. And so uh, um, you may not be able to finish both in this class, and so you should pick what you want to focus on, change the actuation or the sensing. Now, if you want to do the actuation, um, you need a fair amount of force to move a person. and so. Um, you can do it with servos, but one of the interesting ways this is done is with pneumatics. Uh, a former student, um, let's see, I don't know if they have anything posted. Um, other lab pneumatic. Um, um, yeah, there's a. Okay. Oh, good. So yeah, 
This, this is from former students. And what they've made is exoskeletons that ba are based on pneumatics. And so by using air pressure and varying the air pressure, um, you can make an exoskeleton and this can generate a lot of force, but you don't need to wear motors. You're, you're just wearing a soft thing and then you connect it to air pressure and then you can use that to generate large forces. Um, and so if you wanna focus on changing the posture, you need to spend some time really thinking about, is it a servo motor, is it a DC motor, or is it something else? And the pneumatics are a really interesting approach. You have one pneumatic generator and then you vary the air pressure. Um, okay, okay, I, I check this, this break. Okay, because there's, there's a lot, again, um, there aren't that many weeks left and there's a lot of work to do both to sense the position and actuate it. If, if you want to focus in on the actuation, already you need to be doing tests on what is the actuator and comparing them, um, you, know, you know, really raise the question, what's the right way to generate the force? There's many options, okay? Okay. Okay, uh, quarter after, let's open up to anybody. Who had interesting successes or failures this week? Uh, hi, Nia. Go ahead, Nicolas. Uh, yeah, Nicolas from, from Brussels. Uh, I did several things this week. I, I think I got a busy week. Okay, good. Um, um, assignment. Good, yeah, to assignments. Help with the races. Okay. So uh, I, I tried to make uh, a lot of things. Uh, the first oh, one was to like create a... Sorry? Okay. I, I'm just noting, it looked like you had a very busy... Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I tried to, to make my own um, stepper motor controller board uh, based on a microchip uh, MTS-62 okay. in eight. Uh, yeah, to understand uh, absolutely fully how uh, a stepper motor must be controlled and reading the data sheet is very, very interesting uh, to, to understand the difference between full steps, hard steps, and so on, and micro stepping uh, controls. So uh, I uh, created the board. Um, then if you go a little further, I tried to, to hack uh, a floppy drive uh, to, to use the onboard stepper motor. Okay, but let me catch up. Did, did, did your stepper motor work? Yes, but uh, another one, not controlled by this board. So I still okay. have to test it, uh, that okay. board. So I, I did a, a little uh, hack uh, on the floppy driver. That's very okay. common. That's not a, a very yeah. uh, special thing, yeah. but I, I wanted to, to hack it and I, I'll show you further why. Okay. Um, so I just make it uh, work. That's by okay. hand. That's not controlled by a microcontroller. But that's okay. uh, to make sure I can control that stepper motor. Okay. Uh, then, when I was sure I can control it, I, I just didn't okay. because I was sure I can do it. <laughs> yeah. So I developed a quickly um, uh, a development board to to be able to Good. to make some tests. That's uh, like an Arduino or such a kit or something, but uh, designed yeah. by myself. And I and encourage everybody I to... to do this. You, you don't need to keep remaking a microcontroller board for yeah, a week. Right. Settle on one processor board, and then you can just add peripherals. Good. Okay. That's why I choose a PDIP and not um, an SMD uh, to be able to to put okay. uh, and remove. Yep. 
and then I indeed controlled um, a stepper motor. And I, you remember, you challenged me to to do everything oh. in JavaScript, and uh, we, right. so I did it. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's normally that should work on any uh, Atmel uh, microcontroller. If you just set the pin, the port, and uh, the the mode you want to control it, you can generate the code online on my website and place it into your your microcontroller. So oh my goodness! So here, let's show everybody. So I want to use port C, and I want a half step, and I'm on. These are my pins. And so you just wrote that program from the web page. Yes, indeed, I did. Uh, I did in pure C. I <laughs> I read the, the the signal from an Arduino board, uh, but I uh, rewrite it uh, all in pure C and uh, translate it in such a manner that the preprocessor will take care of everything. And uh, just uh, then I have... Um, yeah, so, made it, uh, so this is lovely. Again, to parametric. So he, he didn't just write the program for this week. He wrote a program to write the program for this week as a program generator. That's lovely. Good. And so, so now, I, I tested it on an Arduino, but that just because it was easier than making each time a, a, a board, but I, I didn't really use the okay. Arduino libraries and so on. So I also tested the quickly a very um, small um, servo motor. Ah yes, uh, first uh, I did very uh, a lot of measurements on it, uh, dynamic and average measurements uh, to see how the um, the signals are. I I got some trouble uh, taking those measurements, but I could correct it. You you can see it if you go a little bit further. Uh, I was careful also at the the consumption when the motor don't don't rotate. If you keep the call engaged, you have a very high consumption incurrence, but not if you push all the pins down. Yep. Uh, if your motor is picky enough, I, I don't know how to say it. Um, so I got, yeah, like I said, some strange results. I, I won't go in every detail in calculus and so on, but you can find it on my webpage. And so I also show how I got better results comparing uh, between the oscilloscope and the uh, voltage and current uh, generators. Okay. So that's far better in terms of signal. Okay. And then, yes, the little servo motor. Okay. Uh, I also tested. That's um, a very cheap Chinese one. Yeah. Uh, not very good, but that's pretty good to for small project, I, I think. Yeah, there's almost nothing in the servo. Um, it should inspire you to want to make your own servo. Here, um, uh, Rain, I see you in Rwanda. We're still with uh, Brussels. We'll come to you in a moment. Yes. And uh, okay. I also want to present it quickly. Um, Sorry, let me just uh, finish this. Um, if you want to be excited and challenged, you could try to make your own servo because you, you, if you've opened it up, you've seen there's very little in there. Yeah. Uh, that's why I just wrote how this uh, this uh, servo motor work. I'm yeah. not sure I didn't check documentation and so on, but just looking at it, I think I, I got how it works. Yeah. Standard, just, it's just, just a just geometer a, and a very simple circuit. To yeah. Yes. It's like it is indeed. And then I presented uh, very quickly. Actually, it's uh, during the last week uh, review with uh, Paris uh, that uh, somebody uh, Adrian thought about uh, a small. Uh, uh, sound generator. So I presented a micro synthesizer I did 
several several years ago actually uh, that can play uh, the Mario Bros theme. Okay. Or, uh, Tetris, or I, I actually created for my uh, girlfriend's birthday for singing Happy Birthday each time she she nice. passed uh, in front okay. of uh, a movement detector. Um, good. Thank you. That's a bunch of different fun stuff. Thank you. Um, no. Okay, good. Rain, uh, uh, glad to see you here. Um, yeah. uh, tell me about, tell everybody about yourself. Um, my name is Rain, and I'm uh, a member of Fablab Rwanda. Sorry, I'm going to ask, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, is there a lamp? It's, or do you have lights in the room? Is there a lamp? It's just very dark. Yeah. If you can add a little more light. Yeah. Just uh, keep going, but if somebody can like turn on room lights or bring a lamp, just the room is dark. Um, but go ahead, tell us yeah. about yourself. Okay, my name is Ren, and I'm in Obetan Fabula, Rwanda, and I'm Wood, uh, and I'm a computer, and I finished my secondary school in carpentry and wood technology. And I'm very happy to join a Fab Lab Academy. Um, but and I, can, can you talk about the um, furniture you made for the Fab Lab? Uh, I did uh, some tables and I did uh, some uh, uh, 3D robots for some people. And uh, I did even some boxes. Uh, there are so many. I so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, uh, yeah, when the Fab Lab in Rwanda opened, Rain came in and kind of took over the shop bot and, and uh, made all kinds of furniture. What do you want to do yes. for your final project? I want to do uh, a watch, wooden watch, which have a speaker in it. Ah. And that watch, yes, that watch you can put in a table or you can fix it on the wall. But we have to have a speaker. That speaker will work with a Bluetooth. Okay. Now, um, again, I've, as I've said for many people, at this point, you should have a very detailed page with a complete design, and you should already be working on parts of it. So you need, there aren't that many weeks left. So you need to have a pro project page now describing it, okay? Yeah. I will try to work on it because I'm not really good in electronic. Um, somehow it's my first time to work on electronic things, but I'm still running this, and I know in in few days I will try to make sure that if I can start working okay. on that. Now I'm having trouble with your site. I the 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 menu goes off the the screen, and I can't get to the bottom. You're... Yeah, I tried to change that, but it didn't work. Okay, you, you need to fix your site because I can't navigate. Um, uh, but how how far how far behind are you? Uh, um, how many weeks have you done, and what do you have left to do to catch up? Uh, I maybe eight weeks. Maybe I was on eight weeks. It okay. okay, so it looks like you have a lot of catching up to do. Um, yeah. Um, I, how are 
how are you doing with electronics? Do, do, do you think you'll be able to catch up? I'm glad because I, I don't know everything, but I'm now running it and my neighbor is always helping me to know the basics. And I'm sure that maybe I will try to, to push and focus on that so that they can know it very well. Okay, and um, uh, who do you have good help to help you with the electronics? Who's helping locally? Uh, it's uh, Lambert and uh, and Ziad and uh, and Freddy. Okay, good. So, uh, um, it, I very much hope you'll finish, but um, Finishing the Fab Academy isn't by the calendar, it's just by when you do all the work. And so if you don't finish in this cycle, you can just keep working until you're done. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, so I, I wanna make sure you learn all of these skills. G given what you've done with the ShopBot, I wanna see what happens when you learn. What? Um, Hmm. Hello? Sorry, um, I, I, I'm, uh, let's see, I, I had a network drop out, are you there? Oh. Hello? 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 Uh, I can hear you both. Hello? I can hear you. I think Neil wanted you to present uh, what you did with the ShopBot. Hello? So Rain, what did you make with your shop bot? Uh, sorry, I, I'm back. My network, my Bluetooth connection dropped. I'm back now. Um, can you hear me? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, um, I, uh, I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish when you learn all of these other skills. So do, do keep work, working. You mastered the shop bot. You'll be able to learn all these other skills. Yes, I have to. And yeah. I, will, okay. I hope I will. Okay, I will work, uh, I will do maintenance by yep. using okay. the Okay, very good, thank you, Rain. We're almost out of time. Who wants to do a last success or failure this week? Hi, Neil, it's yeah. Adrian from Gscope. Gscope, uh, Adrian. Okay, what did you do? Um, so I had a, a question about uh,
Let me mute Rwanda. Go ahead, Adrian. Uh, like, so uh, I made uh, in the input and output, uh, output week, I just made for now uh, your board uh, because uh, I wanted to understand how they work for my final project. Uh, so on the, on the input device, I've done uh, the uh, capacitor uh, board or pad. Yeah. Um, but I, I had trouble to understand. Uh, so this is the distance detector, but after that you have the capacitance board, and I have trouble to understand uh, how this how this works actually. Like, what are you where, what are you supposed to do with uh, shield and uh, where are you supposed to place place it so you can measure capacitance or something? Because actually, I'm only measuring. Uh, okay, so a couple notes. First of all, um, one version is you have the sense resistor, and then you measure the loading, and so mm -hmm. you apply the step and it charges, um, but. I don't like this, and here's why. The way this works is here's you coming in, so that's your finger, here's, here's the rest of your body. The field goes into you, it goes through your body, and then it has to capacitively couple to ground in the room. And then it has to go through the room ground back into your electronics. So how this works depends on what's around you. Um, the other version is you have the driving electrode and then you have the receiving electrode. This has a pull up and a pull down and then you sense this. And so the difference here is um, when you charge on the charging electrode on the receiving electrodes you get a transient response and the field is going between here. And so this, by having two electrodes, you don't depend on the room because the, the field is just going between here and here. It doesn't go, have to go out to the room and back again. So this, this is much more predictable. Now, um, this is a high level signal. This can go through any wire, but between the pickup electrode um, these uh, and and this input, um, this is sensitive. This is a low-level signal, and so it's a the best thing to do is to not shield at all because if you shield this, you can get all sorts of artifacts from the shield. Driving shields is actually a whole subject in itself. The best thing you can do is put the processor very close to these receiving electrodes. And so what I would do is have little processors, um, depending on how many electrodes you want, you can you know, use multiple pins. And you can also multiplex. You can have one transmitter and multiple receivers. But put the processor close to the electrodes. And then from the processor, if you need to send signals, send high-level digital signals. But um, the okay. shielding is actually a very subtle subject because um, if you just ground the shield, you'll swamp the signal. And so you need to drive the shield, but you can get artifacts from driving it. There's a whole lecture I could do on shields, 
the best thing is just put the processor very close to the a little processor right at the sensor and then bus high level signals. Okay. So, so like yeah, so like on this board, I, I can make uh, so uh, if if I add like this is shield shield sensor and ground, like I can just take out this one and have uh, multiple sensors. That's it. Yeah, so you, you can multiplex the set, you can have one processor, you can multiplex the sensors and just read them, you know, step over them, reading them, and have that board send out a digital signal. Okay, nice. Cool. Yeah, and that, that'll I'll work better. And in fact, that's a great lead into next week. We'll talk about how you communicate between multiple boards to have pro little processors spread around your project. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> come next week. Okay, we're up to 10.30, so uh, thank you all. Let's do our bio break. Yeah, thank you.